From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right, another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly breakdown for 3A, 2A, 1A athletics over there in District 3. Brandon Daney, joined by the guy you heard in the intro. Well, you didn't hear his voice, but he was mentioned in the intro. Logan Green, what's going on, LG? Good. Just in a different location here, a, a sleeping infant has commandeered my office slash bedroom uh, for sleeping. So I'm uh, moving over. And you know you know what, Brandon? I, we, we've talked about this a few times. I'm just a recovering, sad NC State fan. It's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. First, we got kicked out of the College World Series for COVID, which that okay. And then you had your bowl game. We had our bowl game canceled four hours before kickoff because somebody's team they <laughs> root for, UCLA, got scared. They blamed it on COVID, but they were scared. They didn't want to. They didn't want the heat. And then uh, the, the NC State women have to go and play a de facto road game against UConn in the NCAA tournament on Monday night. And as a one seed, it's just, I don't know. I don't know about that. You're a one seed and you play in Connecticut against Connecticut. It's it's a little salty for me, Brandon. So you know what? It's been that way my entire life. So it's like, did you ever see the new Spider-Man? Yes. He said, uh, you know, if you expect disappointment, you'll never get disappointed. So welcome. (laughs) Welcome to my sad NC state fandom life. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and to add to it i gotta watch duke and unc in the final four like that just that just makes it even worse that's just it, it's like you gotta be kidding me yeah that, whatever as, anyways that's that's as, a long rant that has nothing to do with this but anyways. as as a ucla fan as you alluded to logan i'm a big ucla fan and boy when they when they got north carolina in the sweet 16 i was like all right this is a good matchup for easy them. peasy and and on the other half, St. Peter's, like, yeah, UCLA is going back to the final four. Done. And Done. RJ Davis and Caleb Love, like, could not miss for the Tar Heels. I mean, just down the stretch, they took over. And what that, do you do? I mean, that's been the story of my life is that they just, for whatever reason, they can't miss. And uh, it's just like I, growing up. So I, you know, I grew up in Durham. I had friends that their parents worked at Duke. Uh, where you know one of my friends their, their their grandpa was the athletic director there um before and so i went to a lot of games there and so you know so i have like a little i don't know between the two i i lean duke um just be just because of that went to a lot of games there at cameron growing up and stuff but um but man it stinks to watch all your friends get their final four t-shirts every i mean it's every year oh got a new final four t-shirt oh got a new one and uh, and I and I'm over here like 1983. That was awesome. I wasn't born yet, but it was great. So, <laughs> right. But again, no one no one wants to hear this. So, so you're going for Duke. I'm going for North Carolina simply because I want North Carolina to win it all now, so I can say, hey, at least UCLA lost to the <laughs> national champ. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I would I you know you know I I picked Villanova. I think I thought Villanova was going to win it, and I I kind of still think I, I still think it, but. You know, I, I don't I, Who knows? I don't know. It's um, I'm only rooting for Duke out of somebody has to win that game. I mean, they can't both lose. Right. So somebody, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I mean, I graduated high school at Cameron Indoor. That's where we had our 
high school graduation and stuff. So wow. I, like I said, I have a, you know, because of that, I've had, you know, and it is, if you're a college basketball fan and you have a chance to go to a game at Cameron, it, you can't miss it. It is phenomenal as much, you know, as much as I'm a fan of the, the, the other team there, it, it is a great experience. And, and everybody, if you have the chance, you should do it. It's, it's amazing. Definitely. All right. Well, four Anyways. and a half, four and a half minutes in, we haven't <laughs> talked a lick of Idaho sports yet. Yeah. But, right. Right. All right. Well, let's talk about, we're recording this on Wednesday, March 30th. And last night, Tuesday night, the 29th, man, we had some wild baseball action. Uh, a great hitting performance, a great pitching performance. I love a good pitching performance. So let's start there. The Fruitland Grizzlies defeat Parma last night, eight to one, and got a combined no hitter from two pitchers in that victory. A senior, Landon Mendive, and then a freshman, Jamison George. How cool is that? Yeah. And, the, you know, we were talking about this before, but that name, George, we, you hear that out of Fruitland a lot from the girls' side. And now here, here's a, a George on the board, boy side. Don't know if they're related. I, I would assume so <laughs> to some extent, but him getting involved and, and that's a big win. I mean, it, to open up conference play like that is huge to get on the, the plus side of things, right? To, to come out with a win instead of a loss. Uh, Parma looking a lot better than they had been in the last couple of years and uh, got a little squashed in that first game, but a phenomenal effort to throw that combined no hitter last night. Yeah, so Mendive got the start on the mound. He pitched the first five and two-thirds innings. Uh, no hits, obviously. Seven strikeouts, one walk. And that's what led to the one run for Parma. Uh, and then Jamison George came in and pitched the final inning and a third and gave up no runs. He faced four batters and struck out two of them. So he struck out 50% of the batters he faced. Yeah, I know, that's great. And, then, you know, when you look at it like that, really, I mean, he held that. Mendive held that no hitter going for a long time. George didn't come in till the very end to really clean it all up and, and take care of business at the end. So that's a long time to stay in there, a long time to, to hold things together. And, you know, it, it's a funny thing, you know, when, when it's happening. And I think, I think more so than I think your, your teammates are more aware of it than you are and, and everybody else around you uh, of what's going on and what's at stake. And it, it just, I mean, it, it does, it gets a little more, the pressure rises because it's something, I mean, it's something that everybody wants to do at some point. I, I, it would be dumb to say that that's not on your mind when you're at that point. And when you're a batter, you were doing everything to, to break that up. You know, you don't want to go down as that you want to break it up. Um, and so man, it's, it's tough to, to, to come in in a situation like that too. You think about it, you're a freshman and saying, Hey, can you go hold down the, the no hitter that we've got going right now? in your first conference game of your career, go ahead, go do it. And you come in and strike out half of them. That's, it's not a bad way to, to clean up the first, uh, first conference game of your career. Yeah. So check it out. The, the Fruitland is leaning on a lot of freshmen this year. Jamison George comes in and finishes off the no hitter and their two best performances at the plate, arguably were from a pair of freshmen. Landon Bushong goes two for four last night with four RBIs and two runs scored. And then Jace Mordhorst is another freshman and he goes one for three with an RBI and a run scored. So, I mean, they are getting contra and, and here's Coy Kaufman, another freshman two for five with two runs scored. So they're leaning on a lot of freshmen this year at Fruitland. Yeah. And you know what? It's just, 
you kind of have to, you have to be able to, to groom those younger players to be uh, ready for the, the spotlight when the years come around, because this might be district three, just might be uh, no, no matter the level. We talked a lot about two a being really dominating last week, but you know, you look at three a two in, in what they've got going with Weezer winning it all last year. Um, Fruitland being right up there. And even though they didn't win it, it's, you know, a, a team from the middle of the pack comes up and wins the state championship. And now all of a sudden this year, you look at, at some teams like Payette, like, and think maybe Payette is, is in the mix this year too. They had a big win last night against, um, Homedale. against Homedale. And, and, you know, they, they do have a couple of losses here on the season, but like sugar Salem, it doesn't matter what sport you play them in. If you lose, it's okay. Right. They're just good at everything they lost to filer and marsing and, and we mentioned last week marsing seven and oh right now they're they're looking really good like there's really no bad knock on this payette squad up to this point and and you get a big conference win in your conference opener against homedale um it's, it's a it's a good way to start your season so it's just a it's a tough road to travel here in the srv yeah, so Payette in their conference opener last night, they knock out Homedale, which is kind of one of the many big dogs in the league. They win three to two. Games tied two all in the bottom of the seventh. And Jaden Morin gets the walk-off RBI single to give the Pirates the three to two win. And so as we look at the the Snake River Valley Conference standings, Weezer, Fruitland, Payette all one and oh. Parma, Homedale, McCall Donnelly all 0 and 1. But look at these overall records from some of these, you know, 0 and 1 teams. Parma is 5 and 3 overall. Homedale is 5 and 4. You know, Payette 2 and 4 overall, but 1 and 0 where it counts in the league. Fruitland is 4 and 6, but they're 1 and 0 in the league. And Weezer's at 4 and 3 and 1. And I mean, this thing, I'm looking at it and really with the exception of McCall Donnelly who just hasn't had a chance to play many games yet, I don't know, any of the five are capable, right? Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned like Fruitland, right? They're they're four and six overall, but you look, they lost to Valley View, Nampa Christian, Sugar Salem, South Fremont, Melba. Is there a bad? Is there a bad team in that list? Is there you know, like? And you know what? I I like the idea of playing those those tough teams early, um, and you you know gain that experience so that when you get to a state tournament, it's not new that it's not new to see a South Fremont. It's not new to see a sugar Salem. You've already seen teams like that. You've seen teams from around the state from different levels. Uh, You played Valley view, which is a four a, they played Caldwell as well. Like, you know, you get experience playing those bigger teams. And and then when it comes down to crunch time, you've got that experience under your belt and, and you can handle it a little bit better as the year goes along. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's move to the, the two a ranks. And we talked about Marcine last week. 7-0, Seven and zero. They're they're number two in the baseball coaches poll that just came out today. Logan, the Huskies have uh, emerged. They were not on our radar. I don't know if they were on anybody's radar, but here they are. They're here and they're ready. Yeah, no, just you know, and we mentioned it last week. Spring break, so a lot of games. You know, not everybody was playing. Some teams were playing a lot. Some teams were playing not a lot. And uh, you know, Marsing, they do have. You know, it wasn't a conference game. Uh, on the books, I don't think that game against Melba, but um, you know, you you've got it in your back pocket, right? You know, hey, we we beat them, we we could beat them again. Um, it's just a confidence builder when you look at the teams they've beaten. Like they, like we said, they they beat some three A teams. They're, they look really good. Um, 
So it'll be fun. It would, I would love to see Marsing. It's been a long time since we've seen them in the thick of something. Um, I, I can't, I can't think of the last, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's been recent, but just at least in my recent memory right there, I, I just can't think of the last time they were in it. And I would love to see them involved in it. I think it's fun when any, when we see those teams that aren't typically involved, get involved. It makes, it makes it better for everybody else. Yeah, of those conference, uh, non-conference wins over league foes, Melba and New Plymouth both came at that Bill Betts tournament that we talked about on last week's PrepCast, that tournament that's co-hosted yeah. by Fruitland and Payette. So uh, they have two wins over Melba and New Plymouth, but unfortunately, they're still 0-0 zero and zero in the conference, just like everybody else. So we'll we'll keep an eye on Marcin as we go along. Let's let's move quickly. And Brandon, Brandon, I'm going to jump back really quick. Sorry, like if you go back to 3A, like with Fruitland, like – they played in one of those tournaments here in the treasure Valley last week and, and they beat Moscow and they beat century. So they go and beat four, a team. So, it, you know, it is just, who knows, right. It's just those, te- you know, I don't think you can look at four and six and say, well, well, Fruitland's got a, you know, sub 500 record is not looking good for the Grizzlies this year. I just think that all these teams here in district three have played tough schedules so far. And I mean, that even permeates down to North Star Charter going on a phenomenal run into tournaments last week. They've played in two separate tournaments and uh, just absolutely steamrolled their way through one last week up north. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about North Star Charter. They're kind of the big story in 1A baseball. Uh, second year program. Last year was their first year ever as a program. Got all the way to the championship game, went into the championship game as the favorites and lost to Genesee and had to settle for second place. So they're definitely motivated this year. And it was a young team. There was a lot of freshmen and sophomores on that team last year that are back. They've got a great coach in Simon Mahler. And talking to him last year, he said, look, I, I made this you know, uh, I, I reached out to North Star Charter about starting a baseball team because I live in Eagle and I saw all of these kids getting cut from these 5A and 4A teams that are good enough to play. And it's like, OK, you got cut. Now what? And he said, so I wanted to create another opportunity for some of these great baseball players to get a chance. And North Star Charter has really taken the 1A classification by storm. Uh, you're right, Logan. They played in two tournaments. They played at a tournament in Asoton, Washington to start the year. They went two and two there. They lost to Colfax, Washington and Northwest Christian, Washington, but they beat the other two Idaho schools that were there, 2A Orofino and 3A Kellogg. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. Then they go last week to the first annual South Fork Slugfest hosted by Clearwater Valley up in Kooski, and, and they roll through everybody there. They beat Troy, Prairie. Those are two pretty good teams in the White Pine League, second and third in the standings up north there right now. And then they beat Pomeroy as well. And then last night they get a conference win in their conference opener over Rimrock, 15 to nothing. I mean, this team is on fire. It- and those games up north weren't close. They beat Troy eleven to three, Prairie thirteen to three, and Pomeroy twenty to nine. Like that, they, they weren't close. They they just absolutely and you, and you look at the Orofino game uh, a couple weeks ago. They won that one twelve to six. Kellogg they win ten to four. Um, they have not scored single digit runs against an Idaho team, right? You, you look at it. They scored twelve Orofino, ten Kellogg, eleven Troy. 13 Prairie and then 15 on Rimrock <laughs> against Idaho teams. They're hitting the ball very well, averaging over, t- you know, every game, 10 plus runs per game. 
Yeah, it's it's just crazy. I mean, and they'll be a team to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, Josh Einek, who uh, primarily is the catcher for North Star Charter, but he pitches as well. Uh, he was named the MVP of, of the tournament up at Clearwater Valley last week, and he got kind of a, a cool uh, trophy, quote yeah. unquote, for his performance, Logan. Yeah, it was like a bat that was signed by, was it by everybody that was in the tournament? Or I, yeah. I don't know how you get everybody's little signatures on a bat like that, but uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Pretty nice little piece of hardware. Yeah, we saw a picture of it on uh, social media and it was pretty cool. Yeah, let me let me double check and make sure here. Yeah, it was uh, an autographed wood bat signed by both teams in the championship. Oh, so both teams in the championship. Okay, so not everybody in the tournament. I was going to say that was, it's a lot of ink on a little bit of little piece of wood, but okay. So everybody in the championship game signed it. That's that's pretty cool. That's um, yeah. One day, one day he's gonna catch his kid outside playing baseball with it. It's like, hey, bring that thing back inside. Sandlot all over. That's again, right. right. That's right. Yeah. So so yeah, North Star and Pomeroy, uh, Washington, both signed that bat. So that's pretty cool. Uh, that's what's going on in baseball. A lot of exciting action. We did want to touch on one softball team real quick before we duck out here, Logan. The Weezer Wolverines have very quietly put together a nice season so far. Weezer comes in with a record of four and uh, no, that's not right. That's baseball. Let me <laughs> let me uh, update. Softball, they've only lost one time. Weezer. Yeah. And that was to Emmett back in the season opener, 10 to eight. They only lost Emmett by two. And now Emmett conversely is eight and one and one. So Emmett's a really good 4A team. And Weezer, meanwhile, five and one overall, one and oh in the conference. And they've got some impressive wins on the resume. Yeah, you look down, you know, some people go on vacations for spring break. Um, not them. They, they just took care of business beating Nampa, Sugar Salem. And then this is the big one taking down Madison, a 5A school, who, who's a, a good 5A school. Madison has wins over Meridian this year. Um, so, you know, you, you don't say, well, you know, they're not that good. But Madison, a 5A school, they beat them 21-5. to That is phenomenal. 21 runs against a 5A school for Weezer. Uh, that's a heck of a game. They followed it up by beating McCall Donnelly earlier this week, uh, yesterday, I believe, 15-0. to And so the, the bats are hot right now for Weezer. Um, but again, they also beat Nampa, a 4A school, 11 to 5. And then Sugar, once again, Sugar just seems to always be in everything, beat them 9 to 3. So they've got a couple of huge wins in a row that, that haven't been close. And, and you also add in a win over Gooding in there, too, 9 to 2. Um, since that two point or that two run loss to Emmett, a good 4A team, they've just done nothing but roll through the rest of their schedule. And uh, despite all of that success, Homedale is still the top-ranked team in the 3A softball coaches poll. Now, Homedale is is good, right? And they're kind of still, I think, the favorites in that conference. If you look at their resume, and, and they have some more losses piled up, a uh, common opponent between Homedale and Weezer is Emmett. Yep. They lost to Emmett 14-8, to so they both lost to Emmett. Um, but for Homedale, you know, they lost to Gooding in a tight one, two to one. And that kind of opened some eyes around the state in terms of 3A softball because Gooding over in District 4, they're off to a nine and one start. So they're also well, playing very well. I mean, you, who's that one loss for for Gooding? Weezer, right? right? So Weezer, you know, you look at this and say they've beaten, a, they, you know, you can flip it, right? You say, you know what? Um, we both lost to Emmett, but. We both beat a 5A school, you know, Homedale beat Rigby, and then Weezer beats Madison. 
Uh, but then Weezer, you know, they have that flip. They beat Gooding. Um, in Converse, Homedale didn't. Um, so, you know, take that with, with what you want. But, you know, also Homedale with a win over Twin Falls last week as well. So you, you, you look at these teams and they've beaten four and five ace teams so far this year. So they yeah. are definitely – they're going to duke it out this year. It should be fun to watch those two go at it. Yeah, the resumes are, are strikingly similar, right? Each has a win over a 5A. Each has a win over a 4A. Each one beat Sugar Salem pretty convincingly. Yep. And then, like you said, Weezer beat Gooding. Homedale lost to Gooding 2-1. to one. But I will also throw in the caveat that Emmett has defeated Weezer. That's Weezer's only loss this year. And yes, Homedale lost to Emmett as well, but they also tied Emmett 6-6. Right. So maybe the tie. So yeah, that so it is. Yeah, they yeah. they're just it's very similar. It's like that Spider-Man picture of everybody <laughs> pointing to each other. That's uh that's the Homedale and Weezer based softball teams right now it seems like. Yeah. Uh so we'll keep an eye on that race and so many others as we go along here on the Treasure Valley Prepcast. Uh track and field starting to unthaw a little bit. Tennis is getting going and uh golf as well. So there's still plenty of things to talk about. And again, if there is a, an athlete or a team or a story that isn't on our radar or you haven't heard us talk about it yet, drop us an email, brandon at idahosports.com, logan at idahosports.com. We'd be glad to talk about it here on the PrepCast. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we mentioned before, there's just so many things going on right now that sometimes it's hard to just keep track on the biggest stories. So help us out so we can get get your guys some coverage. Absolutely. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Enjoy the competition this week, everybody, and we'll see you back here next time. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.